Dear Diary, this summer, I am a prom queen, looking for where's home, and looking to be worshipped, of course. I want to have my time to shine, just like the sun. Welcome to Musings with Mona. I am your host, Mona Monet. Welcome to the third episode, yes, of Mona or er, 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 Musings with Mona. Um, yeah, we're here. <laughs> uh, after the last episode, I needed to take a little bit of time to just get a bit more clear with what I wanted to do with this project. Like, I have a pretty good idea, a pretty good vision of what it is that I want to achieve. But, you know, you can have a really great idea for something. And, you know, there's so many ways the idea can go and get bigger and whatever. But when it comes to everyday applications, I have to, like, pause. The thing about me is when I try to apply, like, such a big idea to, like, actually, like, going through the hustle of um, implementing it, I focus so much on the details like what exactly every single day do I have to do to be able to achieve this very exact result that I want to be able to say that I successfully um, implemented an idea and the issue with that you know attention to detail is important of course and whatever but the issue with that is when you are trying to creatively pull out things if you're trying to like embody the day-to-day experience of being a creative you get so in your head because these little details are so like in your head kind of things um and it's only through like trial and error that you actually get to figure out like how do I have to adjust the plan and everything and that was my dilemma a little bit getting so in my head about what exact strategies and what exact uh implementations I was supposed to do to you know, have this idea run smoothly. When at the end of the day, after enough pondering and stuff, I just kind of realized, oh, I just need to make shit, push it together and deal with the issues when they come up. Please don't misunderstand me (laughs) when I sound a little bit like, oh, I'm, I'm, I'm choosing to do this thing almost like I'm choosing to do this thing. But here I am like, ah, complaining. That's just my way of trying to be a little relatable. <laughs> I know better. I know. And so this is why I really told myself, okay, like we're going to be on, like regardless of like if some episodes are not as great, da da da, or if you feel like you won't get the ideas ready, just build a routine, build a habit, push it out. <sighs> That's just the story of my life. Right now, I'm in final season, exam season, so... It's like balancing that, especially when it's like a lot of things in my life are wrapping up almost. It's the end of the year. It's only really like now that I really sat down to deep that like it's the end of the year. So just kind of like trying to wrap these loose ends and stuff while also looking ahead. Like in the summertime, I've been searching for internships. I've been really putting myself out there in many ways, like, you know, getting internships also means like looking for housing and that's all like oh (laughs) it's just too much 
So like doing all of these things, so trying to like wrap loose ends and then also trying to look ahead to the future, I'm like in a place where I'm like, okay, but how do I anchor myself with my current creative practice? So trying to balance that has been a a bit of a challenge. And especially in an age like with social media where you always see people on their share or there's like creative like influencers so-called who kind of like their whole thing is teaching how to make people more creative it's always like the same message of like you have to be devoted to your practice or you are not a cre-. and it's like bruh this shit is overwhelming as fuck but i do know the importance of understanding the process and building a relationship with it that benefits me so that's kind of what i'm trying to find myself and situate myself within the bigger picture of like loose ends and then also looking ahead um to the next chapter of my life is a hectic that's what i'm trying to say it's like oh <laughs> so in my first episode in my first episode yeah which is all youtube by the way if you search musings with mona or look on the bio on my uh instagram musings with mona i talked about how this podcast will take three forms there's the musings episodes which are a lot more like storytelling off the riff just kind of life in its glory just pure raw unedited there's the learn episodes which are a lot more about making a point to something by using other people's musings so focus it's it's a bit more i'm not going to say academic necessarily but kind of taking like article trying to do a little bit of journalism i guess like that's my attempt at journalism (laughs) which um will probably take a different form than from the first learn episode and create episodes which which is this one where i'm going to try to you know in a vulnerable kind of in a in an open way explore what the creative process looks like to me and the hopes is that by going through that kind of process other people can discover their own relationship to the creative process just quickly some musings about the creative process itself julia cameron who wrote the artist way which is like a self-help book about uh being back in touch with your creativity she defines the creative process as a process of surrender not of control and she says that mystery is at the heart of creativity and with surprise so mystery and surprise are at the heart of creativity and I don't know if I really agree with that, to be honest. I think for me, I've come to, and this could be just by virtue of me being a young person who's just hella passionate and I just don't like the, I, like, I'm sorry, I kind of like control, like, <laughs> I kind of like control. Okay, so bear with me as I conceptualize this. Through use of drugs um, and falling into deep depression and uh dreams i've come to the conclusion that for me for me life fundamentally is meaningless and there's so many people who have that belief and so many people who don't and that also is a very difficult thing to sit down and grapple with because for me life is so absurd like there's no rational explanation for why things are the way that they are in so many kind of ways we offer that meaning we create the meaning to life we're the ones who give value to life now of course 
when I say we, I'm not just saying humans, da 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 da, on a soul level. I mean in this kind of relationship with what can be seen and what cannot be seen, what can be observed and what can more be felt, right? It's like between the stories that religion tells us of like what God is and what the higher force is and then what science tells us of what like reality is and what actually is facts and what actually has relationships within one another. For me, I understand the creative process as like, a plasma ball almost the creative process is just an opportunity to be in constant awe in life even when you know it's mundane even when it doesn't seem like there's a lot of movement that's happening i don't know if i can explain that really like greatly why am i so though interested in trying to build a relationship with the creative process for myself well because i have such a scattered mind and i feel like there's serenity in devoting myself to being an active participant in life versus just like letting life happen to me so in these create episodes i want to really gush to be honest it's an opportunity for me to gush about the bodies of work specifically like art and maybe even like media art that makes me feel a type of way and that often makes me want to go back and devote myself to my process because sometimes you are in the mode where you're like create 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 and other times it's like nah I don't need to I don't want to do this and sometimes the thing that gets me back to this uh you know this commitment is listening to a body of work or watching or indulging in a body of work that is so open and vulnerable in its own way and I think you can't help even if it's not your exact taste you can't help but respect people that try to be sincere art that tries to be sincere so that's really kind of what I want to color uh this you know these create episodes with so yeah Let's get into then the album that we're going to be talking about today, the inaugural album of this process. (laughs) I'm laughing just because I'm like, damn, I really had to hold my back from getting so freaky about the creative process. (laughs) Nah, because a huge part of it too is like, there's nothing to be explained. It's a felt thing, right? That's why you can like collaborate with people who either get you or they don't. So it's not really something that you can sit down and explain, but it's something that you can be diligent in. And hopefully, you know, folks are going to join you on that. So let's get into Natural Brown Prom Queen. So Natural Brown Prom Queen was released on September 9, 2022 um, by Sudan Archives, whose given name or real name is Brittany Parks. It is her second studio, her second full studio album after Athena that was dropped in 2019. The genre of this album is kind of described as R&B, soul, alternative indie pop music, which for me, like, sometimes the genres is kind of difficult to, like, really have those categories for them. But in general, like, this is, it's, it's a good generalization. Um, the album received wide acclaim. And of course, you know, Pitchfork ain't the arbiters of music or anything, at least not in my house. But it is notable to say that Pitchfork Pitchfork gave it a 9 in its ranking. Now, talking about 
uh, her infatuation with the violin. In a Guardian article in 2022, Sudan says, I found violinists who looked like me in Africa playing it so widely. It's such a serious instrument in a Western concert setting, but in so many other places in the world, it brings the party. And this is just important because I'm going to be talking a lot about like how the violin fits a lot in making Sudan's work very much hers and how fundamental it is to her own process. And then in talking about the evolution from Athena and this album, in the same article, she says that it felt like time to let people know who I am. My stage name is kind of academic and on Athena, I created this thoughtful persona centered on divine black femininity. Now I want to show my looseness too. I'm a deep, deep, insightful person, but I'm also fucking silly. So when I was on YouTube doing some research a little bit about the creative process and stuff, I really wanted to just get a little bit of insight on what, you know, people consider to be uh, important in, 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 in creating this kind of relationship. And there's a video by the YouTube channel Creative Minds, which is a great YouTube channel that really t- like goes into artists like in like interviews about their music and their craft and this video was talking well just had like some notes from rick rubin's uh book the creative act and like me personally like i don't really know much about rick rubin except except that you know he produced a lot of um influential and important songs in the 1990s and 2000s and that he basically doesn't have any experience in producing so you know, whatever, I need to get into him a little bit more. But this video had three, like, kind of interesting points about how to build a relationship with your creativity. The first point was that you should experience the world more in the body, and having a physical practice can help that, which is a tidbit that I like a lot, to be honest. Um, and it's something that I'm definitely on a journey on, like kind of the relationship between your groundedness in your body, sensation, and then putting that into your art. The second one was becoming aware of what we consume and maintaining a curious spirit, a penchant for awe, and like in what is mundane to other people. So having a practice that allows you to develop your artistic taste. And then the second one was to beware of any rules that are based on conventional wisdom. And Rick Rubin says that unconscious limitations are stronger than the ones that we imposed on ourselves. His tidbit was kind of to create your own artistic limitations, to challenge yourself and to develop this kind of like creative artistic problem solving and these two last points the curious being a uh, a curious spirit and being aware of conventional wisdom are going to be really relevant for this deep dive into natural brown prom queen and into what makes for me this album so brilliant um because i think these are the two things that you can see a lot in sudan's own uh relationship to her creativity and i feel like After watching that video, the main tip that I personally took away was that it doesn't matter what you do, when you do it, how you do it. But at the end of the day, you must build a practice practice of awareness that allows for reflection and space for change. So then 
you know, when things maybe don't go so well or things you burn out a little bit, that quote unquote burnout phase is really just a space to be able to have your art evolve with you as you are also evolving as a person. Um, yeah. So bruh, let's talk about what I like about this album first, because I need to, I need to get, I need to talk my little shit one time. So the thing about me when it comes to an album that I like, I love any album or any piece of art that likes to play around with the idea of duality, like two very opposing or conflicting or like kind of tension creating themes or ideas and kind of like exploring the space in between them and the nuances of these extremes or whatever. And for me with this album, what I enjoy a lot is it feels a lot like some kind of childlike wonder kind of in between what it means to be at home and what it means to be a pop star and all of that kind of stuff uh an interesting tidbit about sudan is that she's from cincinnati since bruh i was actually kind of shaking saying that word because sometimes it trips you up (laughs) she's from cincinnati and at 19 she moves to la to pursue Uh, music for herself so for me you know and when she was talking about what the themes of this album were she brought up the idea of home how do you create home like at home where you're from but also like away from home and where you're going to follow your dreams and whatnot and I don't know that kind of like juxtaposition between leaving your home for LA always makes me think of wanting to be a pop star For me, this album, it feels like a diary, and very much that's what Sudan describes this album to be for her. It was a diary to help her throughout the pandemic, especially. This album is chaotic and feverish, but it's also full of desire for pleasure and love. This album, to me, it feels like it wants to be, it wants to feel alive, and it really achieves that by blending so many different things together. For me, the production is quite simple, but it comes alive in many ways, especially, especially through her use of the violin. So this is another thing. I have to also say this, like for the record, I was able to see Sudan in concert in October and I went with with a friend and then we met a friend over there too. It was kind of fun, but we and and like... (laughs) Her use of the, the way she uses the violin is actually so, like, hypnotic. You can't help but just want to, like, like kind of watch her in awe because it very much feels like she's in a meditative state with it. And I can't imagine, especially having to train your ear uh, to, 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 to play the violin, like, kind of the, like, in-body and outer-body experience that comes from that. But I think also her use of violin is, is insane because it helps continue kind of this pushing of the barrier of the way you use instruments to make music, right? And then it also is very explicitly her own interpretation of music, right? Like the violin is like throughout this, the album, her the violin really is like a stamp of Sudan. So another thing too about me, me, I love pretty insane music, <laughs> To me, I just love an album that just is like a girl. Like, it's just very like a girl. 
you know, it's an album that's chaotic and feverish. It blends its influences with personal experience where the protagonist is somebody who desires to live life in awe, maybe because they dare to love or maybe because they dare to live. It's usually one of these two. And I love an, like me, I really like albums that either like embellish personal experiences. So it's kind of like surreal in a way. Or an album that's a lot more dramatic about building new worlds to be able to process life. I just like an album that has personality. Other albums that I feel like very much give me this is like Capri Songs. Capri Songs by FK Twigs. Hypnos by Raven Linnae. It's a Process by Coco O. And then Mother by Cleo Soul. Essentially, just so, you know, just to, to really give, sum it up in one sentence, I feel like this album is a roller coaster because the way that we start is very different from the way that we end. And there's so much personality in the album and you feel a different kind of heartbeat, a different kind of sensation for every single song. Um, me, I just really love this album so much. If you look at my playlist from October 2022, and to be honest, any if you look at any of my monthly playlists, which my Spotify is in my link tree, you'll see that I have like per album or per playlist, I usually will have like half of an album in there because I'm just like, the album is too good. I have to bump the whole album. So, you know, that, that's kind of a little, a little crazy thing. Yeah, I'd be obsessed with. But some of the best themes in the album are home and the idea of being able to create home wherever you are being a pop star, being somebody who values themselves highly, being messy though within this ideal because being a queen is usually being put together, but it's like, nah, bitches is not. We are passionate. We make space for ourselves and kind of allow ourselves to live fully in our glory, even if we're people who have a lot of baggage and stuff. And then also kind of the, the, the juxtaposition or the hopping in between being vulnerable and open about desires but also being very confident because of said desires so yeah uh that's pretty much i feel like some of the best thing like the the major themes of this album and throughout this um kind of review i'll be going song per song some songs spending more time on them than others even though to be honest this whole album is so good like Listening to it once through really makes a lot of sense, I feel like. But of course, because it, every song kind of has its own personality, it, it, it's very valuable to even just draw out particular songs. So I'll be spending a bit more time with certain to- songs. I'll be talking about my favorite parts of the songs and lyrics, of course, because I'm a wordsmith. So I love a good lyric, a cheesy lyric, a fun lyric. And also be I'll be giving like some interesting tidbits as well about Sudan and about her musical influences and referring back to these creative uh, tips from Rick Rubin's The Creative Act. And yeah, that's pretty much the, the second half of this episode. Can't believe that whole, there's a whole thing gave me just like, fam, I be talking. But of course, if you're here, it's because you want to hear it. <laughs> so let's get into the album. Let's get into the album. So I definitely suggest, um, just for your own reference, to listen to the album um, at some point. So whether you're listening to this episode, you're just kind of like cooling, just want to have some fun. Because me, I'm going to have fun right now because I'm listening to the album while I'm recording this. Um, so I suggest having the album as a reference or at least maybe, you know, check out the song or something. 
first song is first track is homemaker for me the song is grand but in like a very subdued way it's jazzy it's a nice like opener to get to kind of give you like the vulnerable side of sudan um this song to me is so cancerian like it's just so like cancer so i'm like ugh. um i i love it i love it so much um i think like what i the feel that i get from the song is like sudan's kind of being like despite what all of y'all see to be delusions of grandeur like i know what home is you know like i understand what it means to be at home to feel at home to be a homemaker you, you know very matri article i love it i love the song part of the song is verse two and it goes i know that i've been gone please don't fall for this mold my mood's been real sloppy i cry when i'm alone all these people don't know that i deal with all of these doubts they get out once in a while oh all i do is cry out a lot of pain so yeah i really like that first that was the first second verse is so good because it's just so real like i said it's so cancerian so homemaker second song natural brown prom queen topless now our prom queen uh it was announced to the public that our prom queen is the head prom queen and not every bitch wants to ask her questions and wants to congratulate her and wants to, you know, play up the really niceties because eventually everybody wants her to pay the bills and then everyone's going to start calling her a hoe because she's celebrating being pretty and young and rich and the prom queen. This song, if Homemaker is Cancer, this song is way more Leo-ish. Um... It's for me the my the, my favorite parts of the song is like how she plays the strings. It's kind of like they're trying to rope you in. She's trying to rope you into her mantra, her like affirmation setting. That's what this song is. It's very like an affer affirmative song, and the claps that we hear in this song, especially as she's chanting, "I'm not average. I'm not average. I'm not average." There's like these claps that go on, and it's really like kind of beating in your head that like bitches is not average. And there's a way that the, in the bridge, like, you're announcing, like, she's announcing the bridge when she kind of goes off, but, and it's, like, these gongs, and then also with these, like, these, like, harmonies, like that, like, doom, 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 yeah, it's really good. Um, my favorite lines in the song. One of my favorite lines is in the first verse. Look what you started. Dreams getting farther. Then I remember I'm Reginald's daughter. And it's like, wait a minute. That's literally me to come up and record this podcast. Like, like, come on now. <laughs> then in the chorus right after, she goes in this chant where she's like, I'm not average. I'm not average. It's kind of like, just remember. Like, don't act like I ain't said. And then the bridge, um you enter like this like meditative state and she sings and i'm gonna sing it very coquettely because i'm not a singer but she's like i be seeing things i be seeing things you know what i mean it's so hard to be judged by all of the tv screens get that camera out of my face because they be lady things i'm a natural natural brown prime queen 
So, like, for me, this bridge is, like, the prom queen is answering to her skeptical subjects. Like, they're all asking her questions. And the bridge kind of continues. This is her, the bridge is a lot more, like, it opens up a little bit more. And she's, like, just because I'm hard to manage doesn't mean I cannot have it. I just want to see us lavish. Bunch of niggas in a mansion. And I'm like, come on, that's so hard. And then there's a part where I'm, like, okay, um... Sinai Archives is obviously, of course, of course, she's an Aquarius. Like, and as a matter of fact, she's born three days, or her birthday is three. I'm saying she's born. Let's calm down. Her birthday is six days, actually, after mine. Just a little fun tidbit. The only reason why I mention that is because she has a line in the bridge where she's like, I flew away. It's a habit because niggas out here shoving rations. And I'm like, yes. Like, <laughs> Of course, like the Aquarius just dropped from the earth and suddenly popped the fuck back. Um, and then another, uh, another, the last lyric that I really fuck with is once again in the bridge when she's like, you knew I make nothing out of something. She's a hoe. That's assumptions. I just want to have my titties out An embarrassing story. But when I was at the concert, <laughs> when I was at the concert, Sudan, she was singing, I just want to have my titties out, titties out. And she was looking straight at me. <laughs> and I was like, yikes. I don't know if I'm just about ready for that. I don't know. So I didn't show my titties. I, you know, kind of like uh, referred to showing my titties. Like I stuck my chest out and I wiggled it. But I like to sing this song when I'm alone in my room to redeem myself for that moment. I'll, another time, another day, one day. Um, if you if I ever go viral, you'll know why. <laughs> so to me, the song just kind of like points to the prom queen, just basically reminding everybody that, listen, I'm not that bitch. I'm the bitch. So I'll do whatever the fuck I want. I rule you bitches now. Track number two. Natural Brown Prom Queen. Then after Natural Brown Prom... After Natural Brown Prom Queen, we have the interlude is this real... And for me, this not, like this interlude is just real. It's very much like, do bitches even know what they be thinking? Or what they like? Do you even know how you feel? Is this even real? Do you hear what you're saying? Nah, nah, nah. It's just, you know, I feel like it's just like a fun... Like, it's just like a nice reminder for like when somebody says stupid shit you just have to be thinking like bruh is this a real situation i said life is absurd it don't be making sense and this is where i kind of refer to the second creative act tidbit maintaining a curious spirit so sedan really got into deepening her relationship with playing the violin after um seeing west african violinists play specifically from Ghana and making their own like makeshift violins she's kind of like oh damn like you could really be using anything to make music and also the way that they would use it was very much in a like it was a lot more like jovial than the way here in the west we understand playing violin and then in terms of her like actually trying to make beats and then put the violin on top of that and like make experimental shit is when she discovered Francis Baby who was a Cameroonian uh, artist who kind of blended traditional West African sounds with electronic music. So I feel like this kind of 
brings like makes me think that I feel like the the creative process like allows you to find awe in the mundane in a way that like most people who don't have access to um this part of themselves like can't really understand it's kind of like living in the kind of spirit that could also help others just by live like being true in it and by really like allowing yourself to be curious and have fun like seeing other people live in that and exist in that like will make me feel like oh wait a minute I want to like I can do that like I can really just like sink into my own shit and like you know find my own light so it's you know kind of like the master of the craft like lifts the students from the limitations of like their fears and you know, feeling like you don't know anything. It's really like, like Sudan trained herself to play the violin by ear. So it's really commendable. Um, but we got to continue because we're only at song three. We got to continue. Like, let's get through this list. Let's get through this list. <laughs> Track four, Sierra, this is where the prom queen is really just deepening the situation. Prom queen is like, okay, wait a minute, so apparently bitches want to be slick, like, okay, you don't like me as your queen, that's fine, play with me though, and it'll be time to get lively, this song is dangerous, like, this song just feels very dangerous, like, it makes you want to get active, it makes you want to get up and, like, get moving, like, um, in the first verse, there's these keys or something that kind of go, like, that's very, like, it's threatening, it's like it makes you wait, build up in anticipation for the action. And then in the chorus, you have this violin that kind of goes and it's really like bringing up the tension. And it kind of it, like the violin is played almost like this like ringing in that I'd get in my ears when I'm like mad, blinded with rage um, because a bitch is lying into my face. And, in the, you know, the way that she sings the chorus is very sickly sweet. It's giving honey. But, like, this is literally saying, I got a cousin in Chicago who got homies from the way. They'll smack you in the face. A certain type of hello. Who will pull up on you now? Do you get the picture now, bitch? <laughs> no, very much. It was very much that. <laughs> and then... The other line that I really like is when she's like, you're one of those girls, we're going to straight you out, book a perm. We're going to straighten you out, book a perm. Nah, that's too fun, too fun. And then in the end, the outro is very much like the, like the, you know, the whole family is really like running up. Like we're serious. We're going to get serious. We defend our own. And I don't know, listening to the outro, I'm like, damn, like I'm trying to raise a family that'll like be behind me when I need to scrap with someone. Because I don't know if my current family would, you know, jump in if I was, like, getting, getting dragged. Like, they would let me get dragged. <laughs> yeah, that's, that's Sierra. Sierra is such a, is a fun song. Track 5, Selfish Soul. And here, the prom queen is in a questioning spiral. You know the feeling when, like, you got, like you, you're in a fight with somebody, you're in like this deep rage, you're so intently in your rage, and then you come home and cool down and kind of reflect on the situation. You just get overwhelmed with these like questions, even though you know it's like, well, fuck bitches. You can't help but just go on this like spiraling trip where it's like, 
why do people not like me? What do I have to do to make people like me? And it's the beginning of that never ending spiral of just like, damn. And for me, how I imagine the prom queen in the end, she's like, she's like going through this spiral and then like ends up like outside of her house and ends up at a pond and sees her reflection and kind of just decides, okay, shit, like I'm going to get rid of this baggage and I'm going to shave my head to do so. And it's now like the question's like, how does the crown look like on a bald head? And it's just because this song very much is about, you know, black women's relationship with their hair. Um, my friend, I remember like when we were at the concert, my friend was kind of like, bruh, all these white people in the crowd hiding and like relate to a song like Selfish Soul. And I feel like the, what makes this song so great and what makes just Sudan's work so great in general is that it's very personal to her. It's very specific to the experiences of black women, but you know, whoever feels like they just want to enjoy the music can enjoy the music. They may not have the same relationship to it, but they can enjoy it. But for me, this song is for the black girls, period. Like, it's funny, it's silly, and it's real. And the lines for me, like, just the whole lyrics of this song is just, like, it's just so real. Like, the main part is, like, when she's like, if I cut it all off, will it even grow? It'll grow back real long, real long. Gotta prove them all wrong, which is, like, hella real. The best way to get revenge on people is to prove everyone wrong. And then <laughs> this part where she's like, I don't want no struggles. I don't want no fears. I don't want no struggles. I don't want no fears. I don't want no struggles. I don't want no. Does it make sense to you why I cut it off? I'm like, yes. Because I had to cut my hair off twice. Because it was just not happening. Like three times actually when I shaved my head completely bald. And I was like, well, it's just too much. Like all this baggage, all this weight is just too much. And I definitely suggest, me personally, I feel like everyone should experience bald head at least once in their lives. That's my opinion. Then another lyrics is when she's like, okay, one time if I grow it long, am I good enough? Am I good enough? By time I feed myself and soul. Time I feed myself and soul. Oof. Delicious. And then the whole rap is really fun. It's real. It's like the type of thing that you think about when you're like doing shenanigans with a nigga. And it's like, what if my weave comes off? Like, you know, you're wearing not, I'm wearing a glueless wig because, (laughs) you know, I held down with a couple of pins. And it's like, damn, like, do I got to warn him that this shit is going to fly off? And she said that this shit is going to fly off. But he was, I don't give a fuck. So respects. (laughs) And I feel like for me, um, just especially listening to the song and stuff, like when I first got into this album and fell in love with it, it was in September, it was like coming back from a gap semester and the persona that I kind of chose to approach this new setting was one of like a glamorous queen coming back from hiding. And what I really found out was that I was just a mess and that I was still beholden by like a protective shell. So I'm really excited to explore this album again in the summertime in particular because already just by the fifth song, it's very much just like you got to just like get that baggage off and live your life, period. Track six is Loyal, EDD. And uh, the two lines that stuck out to me was in the second verse when she says, I give you my home when you was alone. Don't act like I won't talk about being loyal. And then in the like last uh verse when she's like tell me you're defeated and i'll be happy with that (laughs) tell me i'm conceited and i'll be happy with that (laughs) 
And um, one of my biggest memories, like, at the concert was, like, screaming the outro, like, screaming, I'm so loyal. And that was, like, really, like, fun and cathartic. Oh My God, Brit is seventh track. And this, 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 the prom queen wakes up from her melancholy, you know, she screamed about the fact that bitches are not loyal to her. They don't find her loyal and bitches want to scrap with her and stuff. And, you know, she just realizes in the end, hold on, wait a minute, I'm crying over bum bitches. I'm the queen. So she stumbles out of her slumber and vows revenge, bursts back into the school, back into the parlor, and is giving punk now. And bitches are now like, okay, there she goes. And the rage is just coming out. But, you know, in the end, she's going to have the last laugh. Oh, my God, Brit. It's just the ultimate stunting song. And my favorite part in the song is um, before the chorus, the first chorus, she kind of like hyperventilates. And so she's like, (laughs) I'm doing the most. But she's hyperventilating. And then there's like this that like almost feels like it announces her arrival. Um like bursting through the school and then it's like there she go on a roll like it's really fun the hyperventilating in this song feels like uh the kind of hyperventilating you know when you're crying so hard out of rage or in deep sorrow like the yeah yeah just like sobbing basically um and like obviously my favorite line or lines in this song is the chorus where she's like Oh my God, Brit, they gon' have a fit when they hear this shit. So independent, don't need a man to pay my rent. They gon' get so sick. They gon' quarantine when they hear this shit. All these stank breath bitches. All these stank ass bitches need to take a man. Because I was trying to do the ad lib, but it's like, bruh, that doesn't happen like that. (laughs) Well, yeah, the chorus is really fun. And listening to the song, I'm really reminded of the third tidbit in the creative act about uh be being aware of any rules that are based on conventional wisdom and the importance of challenging yourself and developing your sense of creative problem solving i feel like when i listen to the song i'm really just reminded that like you know sometimes i in the end i'm really my own barrier like my own like cerebral thinking and and wanting to like make sure that all my art makes sense but then when you really just stick it out and you, you like ignore that voice and just go with the voice that's just like keep going for what feels right. I always like look back at my shit and I'm like, damn, like this, this shit that I made was mind blowing. Like, come on. So, yeah, um, this song really reminds me to just like fuck all conventional wis- wisdom, like fuck all rules. Me and my homies hate rules, you know, so I, just fuck it. <laughs> Okay, so I'm going to do something special with track 8. Track 8, Chevy S10. Track 11, Flu. Track 14, Freakalyzer. And then the third to last track, Milk Me. I'm going to do a write-up on my blog for Le Musings with Mona Le Journal, which I'll link in the description box. But I'm going to do 
um, a, I'm going to do a little storytelling experience with these four songs because for me in our story with the prom queen, I think that these songs very much are like, they feel like dream sequences. They feel like they really fit together to do like a dream sequence. So in the midst of our story and here our prom queen is getting caught up with her prom king. So I'm going to do a write up for them. I'm going to do something a little fun. Uh, and I'm going to post that on the journal. So yeah, check that out. But so now we're like, we're a little, wow, she's not exactly half. We're a little more than, we're a little less than half. But at this point, I was kind of thinking to myself, you know, listening to this album all over again. And I think what makes this album so brilliant and what um, makes it also so critically acclaimed by people outside of Sudan's audience, you can really tell that she made this shit for herself i think that's what's brilliant about it and it really reinforced for me that second creative tip of curiosity and how no matter what it is at the end of the day people will fuck with me like people will there are people out there that will and there are also people out there that won't or maybe would want me to do things a very particular way but and I think it's it's it is worth learning about what people like, and give them more of that to build community and connection. But at its core, it's really me who has to be curious about myself and curious about my like just my perception of life and the way that I live life, my reality, you know, and that I also have to stand behind my shit like no matter what. And really listen to the part of me that that feels good when I try something new or when I put things together and it's like, oh, Sudan left uh, home to go to L.A. when she was 19. And as a matter of fact, like she was kicked out of the home. So I feel like, you know, how she talks about how knowing the kind of music that she wanted to make was really f- instrumental in her ability to just be in a place like LA and I think that a lot of that stems from the fact that she was curious about herself that she 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 valued the kind of insight that her own experience of life brings and you add that into your work either by trying to construct an ideal you know like she did in Athena and then here where she really just represented herself it doesn't have to be in those two ways only but I just think that's a interesting kind of binary track nine is copycat broken notions so here our prom queen starts to win over the girls and the gals she exposes the head bitch who was in charge and shows out in style she builds the trust of her subjects with gracefulness like she kind of does like a better cheer routine or spring showcase or like performance on the soccer field or something like that I really like the song uh, because it's very graceful. Um, There's an easiness to the song, even though, of course, she's directly talking to the bitches who copy her, to her haters. I like the line, you say you a witch, but these readings is old, or like these demons has taken a hold. We all know that you was better than that. And another one that I'm like, wait a minute, why is this one calling me out? She's like, "You'd, you'd rather rush on the bus, but you really won't fuss and take your time. I can see your lies because your weeds won't grow in the soil because it's too damn fertilized. Young feline. You wait a minute. I'm a Leo rising. She's talking about me. She's talking about me. 
and then um in the outro this uh one just wraps the song so nice well it's actually not the outro it's the bridge but i think it's such a nice touch to it where she says everything that you need is wrong hold on let me reset everything that you need is around the corner everything that you want is around the corner everything that you feel is around the corner get your broken notions off me yeah she said that so that's why i think this song is quite graceful because it's like she's calling bitches out but she's also saying like girl everything that you need is just right there like go know yourself i love it track 11 is flu and that's going to be the second song in the write-up um so we'll skip to track 12 which is tdly homegrown land and i really really like this song this song is really cool so here the prom queen is going through a spiritual awakening right she's in a place where you know she has supporters now she has fans she has the girls who are going to do anything but for some reason she still feels low she's brought back to her antics from when she was at home and let all these thoughts start to get to her like I am the way I am because of where I'm from and kind of putting herself down she's in a place where she doesn't really know like why she's in a place like in the song Sudan talks about being at a strip club at 2 a.m spending all your money drinking Heineken and shit so she and then like she ascends suddenly and relives through not just her own history and where she's from but also her parents and her ancestors and then when the trip subsides she affirms that she is where she's from and that's why she does what she does and she's gonna keep moving this song is really anthemic and in the first verse the first and second verse it's really like her Go, like going through that first part right like feeling low even though it's like wait a minute i'm here and i'm in a place where my dreams should come true and it's with a build like it's a it builds up into sedan also dipping into um where she called home and her antics that she was getting involved with at home the violin is very heavy in here so this song really sets that tone that this is the home base and then the second verse it starts to feel a little bit more wavy and then we boom get into this bombastic chorus and like it's one of like ascension and then as she repeats that's why i do they don't love you we start spiraling this is the point where like you're so deep in your nostalgia that you have no choice but to surrender or you know when you're high that you're like so so high that you have no choice but to just ride it out and then we land from this high when she comes and she's like grown land bitch that's why i fucking do what i fucking do i'm like yes you're so cool sudan ah. and then the outro there's like a frenzy um or actually the frenzy goes down sorry the friends frenzy starts to like subside and goes down when she reminds herself that she's homegrown and that is why she is the way that she is my favorite lines in the song in the first verse she's singing or she's sing rapping running from the ops because we running all red flags but we see the plant so it's irrelevant gotta take a chance that you will never understand and that stankness yes i got it from my mans but that fat ass yes that's homegrown land grown land bitch yo <laughs> and then this other one in the second um in the second verse i'm like yo <laughs> You really hit me, Sudan. She's like, trying to, 
trying to get closer to God, oh my God, is so hard. As I think to myself, it's hard to understand a man with a plan. Wait, 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 is she talking about God or is she also talking about herself? Yeah, sit on that one, sit on that one. So our third interlude is Do Your Thing, which is um, a voice call, recorded call from her mom. And it's very soft. It juxtaposes well with the previous track that kind of is, you know, her being very bombastic, bombastic, what the fuck, bombastic with um, doing what she wants to do. And, you know, it's just a really sweet one. Words of a mother, like, always gets you out of your head. And then there's the part where the mom is like, just get out there and do your thing. And I'm like, huh, yes, da, da, da. But um, I think this is a good point to kind of uh, talk about the third, again, uh, creative tip, which is being aware of any rules that are based on conventional wisdom. My belief is that rules are meant to be broken. They definitely are meant to give structure in what's otherwise would would be like a very dizzying and consuming practice but doing what is expected or what makes sense for others for me it tends to put me in like this spiral against myself so trusting the words of conventional wisdom over trusting uh the wisdom of our inner voice and like an issue that i always find like myself caught up with is wanting to follow exactly to the t how to do things like right now i really want to uh, pick up drawing and of course conventional wisdom is conventional for a reason rules exist for a reason but sometimes I tend to especially when I'm approaching something that I don't really have a lot of experience in or I, I used to always tell myself like I can never do sometimes I tend to then put these rules up in authority over my own voice which then like makes drawing feel like a chore Or, like, it gives me a reason to be like, yeah, you see, like, this is why I can't do drawing because I can't do it like that. And Sudan, like, I feel like what what makes Sudan's music also, like, so interesting is that she improvised her way with the violin. And imagine if she had just, like, you know, been classically trained and was just like, no, 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 I'm going to do it like this, like this. Like, you know, this, this wouldn't be the music that we'd be getting. I think that that improvisation definitely offered her her music a twinge that's definitely uniquely hers track 14 is frequalizer and i think that brie runway would be very good on this track this song is a third in the natural brown prom queen write-up and here the prom queen is very candid about her prom king and their relationship you know she got the energizer that freakalyzer he got that tranquilizer that freakalyzer and i'm not talking about xanax or valium bitch <laughs> track 15 is homesick gorgeous and arrogant and in this song you know if in freakalyzer we was out here singing like i don't want no i don't want to be lonely but these hormones are making me yeah and this song we it's kind of like the antithesis of that here, our prom queen is still with the king, and they get some food together and head back to her place to watch anime, and the rest is history, you know. Except that the song is kind of sad. We just find out that he's a remedy 
he makes her feel good but for whatever reason she's still missing and yearning for home like what's happening to our prom queen here uh the first verse really feels like uh the revelations that you get from like a fight with somebody and throughout the song there's like a lot of lasering like twinkling sounds um that really helps with the spaciousness feel and in the last verse there's this guitar that goes and it's very chaotic very disorientating one of the lines that i really like uh this is from the first verse where she sings you want the grass green i want the whole view but the way that she sings it it's like she's saying i want the whole of you and i'm like wow that's revealing like he wants you know the ideal and she wants him but then she kind of contradicts that when in the end of the last verse when she's singing she's like I just need some D-I-C-K. Problems is not why I'm seeking. And then kind of talks about missing like her homie TK, missing her mama Shay Shay. And you, yeah, it just feels like it's a song that is about trying to replicate that feeling of home in somebody else. But, you know, kind of not realizing that y'all are using each other. Track 16, Milk Me, is the last song in the write-up trilogy, or wow, she's not a trilogy, it's a Kwa, Kwa trilogy. This song is one of the songs that I made my own when I used to pole dance, so it has a really special uh, part in my heart. I do want to share the chorus with you guys, because this, I, oh, it's just so great. I see the icing, I see the icing on the cake. Lick it off, lick it right off, right off my face. Lick on my titties, tell me you love me once again. Milk, milk, just milk me. I want to be healthy. Milk me, just milk, milk, milk. Now that's not how Sudan sang it. That's me, but. <laughs> The first part is the part that I love the most where she's like, I see the icing. I see the icing on the cake. Like, that was too nice. Ugh, I love myself a cute little cheesy lyric. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Track 17 is Yellow Brick Road. And for me, the song is Prom Day. The sun is shining. The birds are chirping. And our king is still sleeping in our bed because this song talks about better days with her partner. So for me, it's like, I think this is the, even the way that the song is, the song is very jazzy. It's bouncy. It's very optimistic. It's my favorite line in this song is when she said, when I first met you, I thought that I knew you from back home. You greeted me with a very warm welcome. So all alone. The feeling I felt for years all up in this big town, but not now, but not now. I really, really, really like that line because, you know, for me, I know the create none of the creatives talked about collaboration or like uh, being with people. But for me, I just love meeting people. I love being around people. But, you know, the best people, you know, you know, when you meet a person and you just know immediately y'all are going to click however which way it is, y'all know you're going to click. It's a person who feels like home, a person who feels like somebody you might have been friends with when you were younger, living in your neighborhood or something. I, I really so that line really um, brought back that feeling to me. So, yeah, this song is really cute. I, I love this. 
The last song in Natural Brown Prom Queen is Hashtag 513, which is the area code of Cincinnati. And here our story comes full circle, but I always like to think of stories that come full circle as actually like, and now there's an opening for something new. But here, our prom queen, you know, she left to go and, 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 and get to prom to be able to be crowned and, and have her occasion and her moment after going through all these trials and tribulations. But instead, right at the junction, at the juncture point, she decides that she's going to follow the yellow brick road. So where yellow brick road is like, this is the idea, the ideal. We're actually going to like go and follow that. And here, for me, the moral of the story that I've created, that I've taken for myself, is that the prom queen realizes all along that what makes her the queen is her being loved in particular and especially in her body. It's that feeling of safety that you get from calling a place home. And, you know, there's two sides of home. There's two kind of versions of home that Sudan explores in this story. You have, you know, where she grew up, where she was born, where her family was and where her family is. And it may not be the most luxurious place, and it may also be a place that isn't always the most, you know, a lot of us know what home is, but maybe don't feel fully 100% safe in home as well. So, you know, there's that version of home. And what happens when you leave that, what you always called home for another place where now you're an outsider? You don't, you don't, you're, you're a person who does not have a home, right? Trying to create home in a place where you know, LA, LA has its particular culture, but I think just the idea of leaving a place and trying to create home somewhere else is daunting no matter where you end up. And so like, if our prom queen here, or if the prom queen is a standalone, of course, for me, it's for you, it's for whoever is listening to the album. If you choose to make a place home, you'll never need others to tell you whether you belong or not. And you'll also never feel the need to hide your eccentricities. And instead, leading and listening and, and going forward with what you feel, what feels right for you, what feels the best for you, may allow you to follow this yellow brick road that brings you to a place where you can feel safe and, and build a home for yourself. And, you know, in the end, the prom queen is always the one who will make the crown feel at home. She's the one who gives value to the crown. So here the main theme or concept of home being homegrown is revealed. Homegrown as in being rooted in your ways like a tree, so not following hollow trends or critiques, but also that of her home, Cincinnati, that will always be her North Star, that will always be her solid base foundation, her yellow brick road. Um, yeah, beautiful song too. The song very much has like a journeyer adventurous kind of feel to it it feels like something that the main character who's off to travel the ways of the world so it feels like a song that they would have playing in the background and uh the chorus has is just really catchy and really has a you know fun fundamentally important line which is i don't really want to follow tricky trendy little things hollywood will make you hollow i'm too rooted in my ways you know, just, just the reality, like it's giving Aquarius some, you know, I don't know what to say. And then the second uh, line that I really like, that I'm like, okay, it, it, it opens up a con, like it opens up another story, right? It's, 
I'm not bothered anymore by these things. My destiny doesn't phase me. That's okay. I'll manifest a, mus a Mustang, not to be vague, just love the way it rings. And it's like, nah. You know you've done so much growth if the things that used to bother you, that used to get to you, bo like, doesn't bother you anymore. And, like, not being afraid of the weight of your destiny and, you know, speaking into existence the things that you want. And, you know, it's not really because you want a Mustang. It's just because it sounds nice. It sounds luxurious, you know? So, <laughs> no, I love this song so much. I think it's such a beautiful way to close. Yeah, that's that. so that's that, guys. That's Natural Brown Prom Queen by Sudan Archives. So thank you guys for being with me uh, for this hour talking about Natural Brown Prom Queen by Sudan Archives and also about talking about um, the creative process. I tried to kind of weave the ideas that we can take away into my analysis of the album. You know, I, I tried to lead also with my heart versus just like da -na -na, da -na -na. this is what exactly why this album is so great i tried to lead a bit more with like my feeling and, and how it makes me feel and uh just trying to reiterate the creative act like the, the the tips that we had the first one i didn't talk about it too too much because you know there wasn't really a lot of reference for it in the album but experiencing more i guess wait a minute now that i'm thinking about it kind of the the, the last song like leading your life through all that shit that I talked about, about, f like, feeling in your body and stuff, I guess maybe. Oh, I've been recording this thing for three days, so listen. <laughs> like, seriously, more of the body, uh, or more of life through the body, so having a physical practice. The second one is maintaining a curious spirit, a curious spirit, so that you can find awe in the mundane, and that you can go after things that make you feel good. And then being aware of any rules that are based off of conventional wisdom, being able to break rules, being able to just trust what it is that excites you, even if they may go a little contrary to what people are uh, used to. And then obviously in the spirit of these create episodes, in the end, I'm going to wrap everything up by talking about what is this album making, how is this album having an impact on me and my creative process? So... This album is definitely going to be one of the soundtracks of my summer. I already know it. Um, you know, this summer, it honestly feels like a light out of a tunnel. It, it, it also kind of feels like, and I'm just saying this for myself because I need to kind of have it. Like, I know we need to let go of the past, but I'm not going to lie. Like, the past still itches me a little bit. But for me, the summer feels like a kind of redemption arc from the summer that I, you know, quote unquote, missed out in 2020. And, like, the fact that I was of that class that never had, like, the experience of a prom. And that was really the time as a teenager that I had set out to go wild for myself. You know, I had been such an uptight, like, person that I was like, okay, prom, boom, we're going crazy. And so for me, this album is really making me want to have just fun uh, with the concept of, like, living life as an occasion every day. So I'm going to have a late prom this summer. You know, maybe prom isn't all that crazy because it's an occasion. It's an occasion that really doesn't define the rest of your life. But it once was the occasion. And I really like any moments in life where I can step as my best self. 
And Sudan talks about how for her with this album, like what she wants to explore is how, you know, her best self is herself at the end of the day. So she can walk into prom with a pink frilly bikini and heels. And it's then that I really realized that the concept of prom could be a lot more frequent than just an occasion at the end of high school. Because what is fun about it is just the fact that it's an occasion to step. So for in terms of my creative practice, I think I'm going to play around with this concept of living life as an occasion every single day and implementing the experiencing life through my body tip. For me, really, I want to pick up dance. That's one thing that's been uh, that I've been really wanting to do. So putting this out there is me holding myself accountable. I really want to pick up dance and I also want to pick up drawing. And I think it's because drawing is such a like, it's a mental thing, but it's like applying that directly into something that's visual and really having to deconstruct things. I don't know if that's actually physical, like, but whatever. Dance and drawing are going to be my uh, physical practices. And then maintaining curiosity. Oh, that's a lie. Like, I think drawing is more curious of of an activity. Yeah, I'll put, I'll... Maintaining a curious spirit, a spirit of awe. I want to be in nature a lot more this summer. I want to experience life more outside and and meet people and be around people. And I want to take the advantage to have a a practice where I do something like I want to. I really want to make zines. That's like that's something that I've been really wanting to do. So I'm like, okay, what if I make zines where I go and I. I talk to people about their own stories, occasions in their lives or something, and then replicate that using, you know, going and infiltrating certain spaces with a camera and like a sketchbook and just kind of like recreating that and turning that into some kind of a product and challenging myself maybe to do something like once a week or, or something like that. We'll see. We'll see. And that's an idea that I have for maintaining a curious spirit or replicating the way that nature looks like to me. And then the last one is you know, being aware of any conventional uh, wisdom, which the tip was actually to create your own limitations and to trust those limitations. So maybe with the zine, it can be like maintaining a limitation of like three pages for the zine or something like that. Or maybe for drawing in particular, I'll do something where I draw one thing every single day. Or then like for dance, it could be something like learn a routine like every week or something like that I'm gonna have to sit down and think a little bit more about that but yeah that's how I'm gonna implement uh this all all this whole experience into my own creative practice and we'll see what what comes out of it keep you guys updated now that I put it out in the world I have to I have to do it so we'll see about that but yeah thank you guys for listening and I'll catch you guys at the next episode which is gonna be actually a little di- a little bit different Um, because I'm going to try different things, but it's obviously going to have our muse learn, create elements to it. Um, But yeah, I hope everyone has a really good end of the semester, good spring, and catch you guys soon. Bye!